Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The notion that the world happens to me versus the world happens for me. Just changing that simple word two to four changes everything. One thing I just really liked that she said is you can't force a rosebud to open by hitting it with a hammer. (laughs) And I just think that is such a good visual. Okay, hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age podcast with me, Rohini Elise. Happy Wednesday, lovelies. Hope you're all having an incredible day filled with all your favorite things, or if not your favorite things, just some really good vibes. (laughs) Um, I am recording this on the day of love, Valentine's Day, the day of love, which I have always loved. Um, You know, big fan of love over here, big proponent of love. And I don't know, I guess... For one, I am biased because I've had a serious relationship since I was 15. So uh, relationships have never been like a, a sore spot, I guess, for me. Because I know like Valentine's Day can sometimes be difficult, of course. So there's also Galentine's Day, which I think is amazing. And you can celebrate your friendships and your gals and your girlies. And I love that so much. And I don't know. I just think for me this day is about telling everyone you love that you love them. Like growing up, my parents would just be so adorable and they'd bring in like a little Valentine for me. My dad would write me a Valentine's Day card. My mom would write me a Valentine's Day card and I'd have like a little goodie basket of just fun love things because I think any excuse to tell your loved ones that you love them is really, it's a really good thing. It's a great day. So anyway, I love you guys. Had to say that while it's still Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, tell your loved ones you love them. Life is short. Make sure they know how much you care about them. Ah, So now that that sappy speech is out of the way, today we are going to be talking about fear, which is kind of the opposite of love, I guess. Um, So it's going to be a super deep episode. I'm really excited. I have so much to share, so many thoughts, so many things I've learned in the last month or so. And I'm also going to be sharing your guys' stories about fear and how it's uh, gotten in the way of your life or how it's changed your life or how you've overcome it. Um, All those good things. So very excited about this episode. Oh. 
interruption by Sage. Um, very excited about this episode. If you like it, don't forget to leave a rating and review. I especially would appreciate some reviews right now. As you guys know from the last episode, my reviews have been absolutely tanked. So if you enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you left a positive review on Apple. I'll give you a big hug and a kiss. But at the end of the day, reviews and numbers don't really matter. It's the actual content and um, the love and the vibes and the energy. It's not the numbers. So anywho, let's get into the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about fear. So ah, this topic is such an important topic. It's truly, I think, the cornerstone of completely transforming your life and fear can either shape your life for good or it can shape your life for bad. You can be held back by fear or you can be motivated by fear. And this concept is something that they talk a lot about in my um, nutrition course that I'm taking, IIN, which if anybody's considering doing it, 1000% recommend. I've only been doing it for um, a little over a month now and I absolutely love it. So anyway, fear is a big concept to grasp and it is there's so many elements to it because of course fear is good in some ways because it has helped us survive up to this point fear tells us not to you know step in the middle of a um a road with a bunch of cars going super fast fear tells us not to uh skip around next to the edge of a cliff like all these things keep us safe theoretically but apparently according to science, (laughs) Um, our brains don't necessarily know the difference between actual fear that is from like a dead, a deathly circumstance, like really harmful fear and fear that's just purely stress. I didn't explain that very well, but basically our bodies are still kind of like vibing in the caveman days. um, And we cannot tell the difference between true like fight or flight experience where if we don't fight or flight right the second we're going to die versus like oh my god I'm super super stressed at work and I'm fighting with my boyfriend and this isn't actually a near-death situation but my body still goes in the same hormone and stress response if that makes sense so basically our bodies react to fear the same as if we were actually about to die versus like if we're just feeling really really stressed um in some cases so This means that our bodies just are under a lot all the time in our world right now. I think, what what is it? It's like we uh, experience more stimulus and imaging in one day than our ancestors did in their entire lifetime. Um, So basically, our bodies are kind of overwhelmed, which is why self-care is so fucking important. And it's literally essential for your health. So if you don't take the chance to just truly relax, unwind, unplug, um, connect with yourself. This is why meditation is so, so, so important and so great for you. Any kind of meditation that works for you, walking meditation, movement, like yoga, literally sitting in the bath with a journal or reading, like something that's really quiet and lets you unplug and really good sleep. It's vital for your health because that's the only way your body can go into the relaxation response, which then allows your body to heal. Um, if anyone's gone through IIN, they're going to be laughing at me probably because I'm just so into it that I'm like quoting everything that I've learned. Um, but it's so interesting. So basically 
when you're feeling that really stressed, like heart is pounding, really anxious, like go, 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 go. You know, you had a really long day. You're kind of at your wits end. You really need to prioritize yourself and make sure that you're getting the care that you need so your body can go back to um, some like state of balance. Anyway, that was kind of a tangent, but I think it's so interesting. So anyway, fear kind of controls our lives in a way, or I think for a lot of people, fear controls their lives and they don't even realize it. Um, they don't know that fear is driving the wheel in their car of life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so basically my hope with this podcast today is to convince you guys to take back the own, your own freaking wheel of fear. Don't let fear drive the wheel. You drive the wheel, drive the wheel for your own life, your own car of life. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So, okay. Yeah. Whew, my, my brain, so many things to say. So fear can be healthy when it's telling you not to, you know, jump off a cliff, but it also can be a little trickster because sometimes I think oftentimes nowadays, uh, things that seem really scary aren't actually going to hurt you. It's just because you don't, you've never experienced them before. Um, I think a lot of times me included what you don't understand or you've never experienced before you are just naturally a little bit fearful of, um, which I think a lot of times holds us back because now what I've come to know is that usually fear is actually pointing us. It's, it's the easiest map to where we need to go. If you're feeling a little bit scared or nervy about a situation, for instance, like if you really want to move to New York for college, like you, you've always wanted to, but you're terrified. You're terrified of leaving your family. You're terrified of leaving your hometown. You're terrified, terrified of how you're going to find a job or an apartment, probably a sign you need to go. Because if you just give into the fear and say, oh, I'll never be able to figure it out. I'll never, you know, I can never make it work. Like that's just too much or whatever it is. You're never going to know what you're truly capable of. How amazing would it feel if even though you were terrified, you went and moved to New York anyway, you got the fucking job, you hustled, you grind, you did whatever you needed to do to make it work. And you, you found out how like powerful and how amazing you really are because you looked fear in the face and did it anyway. So in my case, every, every time that I've been scared of something, it's a surefire sign to go for it. Um, I think we all know that feeling. It's like a mixture of like butterflies, kind of anxious tummy, kind of feel like you're going to vomit, but also super excited. Um, that's like, that's fear telling you, Hey girl, Hey, you going to like listen to this or are you just going to go back and hide under your bed again? Um, <laughs> fear is telling you where you need to go a lot of the times. And you feel so good when you look for in the eye, conquer it and do it anyway. It feels so fucking good because you, you, it's an automatic confidence boost. You now know what you're capable of. You now know what you can achieve. You never would have known if you hadn't done it. You would have been wondering the next 15 years, oh man, what if I had moved to New York? Like, what would my life be like now? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? If you just do it, there's no what ifs, you know? In my opinion, that feels a lot better. Just going for it. Even if you do crash and burn, hey, at least you went for it. And that, if you do crash and burn, that's a lesson you needed to learn. Um, that rhymed, but <laughs> yeah, so fear, fear is very powerful. Um, I really am interested in learning about ancient philosophers these days because, um, pretty much they sum it all up. Any problems that we have nowadays, any, anything that we've ever said has been summed up very nicely by an ancient philosopher. So 
this quote from Aristotle about fear, he who overcomes his fears will truly be free. And I really do believe that. Um, I've always heard concepts like this and it just sounded kind of cheesy and like, okay, okay, big shot. Okay. Tough guy. I get it. You're fearless. Um, this is definitely not to say that I am fearless because I'm not, I have lots of fears, spiders being one of them, um, drowning being another one of them. But in terms of where I let my life go and the decisions I make about my life, I don't, I think I'm pretty fearless now. Um, especially for like what's been going on for me in the last month, basically in my head, the worst case scenario, all of the most terrible things that I could ever imagine, um, for my career already happened. So I'm like, damn, if that was a worst case scenario and here I am still healthy, still happy, still, you know, a roof over my head, still so grateful and just thankful to be alive every single day. I have so much to be grateful for. And my worst fears really were not that big of a deal. Um, And that's a good exercise, I think, for if you have this scenario that you're really scared of, it's making you super nervy, take it to the worst case scenario. What is truly the worst thing that can happen to you? Go there. Like, what is it? You move to New York, you can't get a job, you end up crashing on a friend's couch, you don't have any friends, you end up like homeless, or you end up having to move home. What's the worst case scenario? And how would you get out of that? If you literally picture yourself and walk through all these things, the worst possible scenarios, you often can find that you will get out of it no matter what it is. And then it doesn't seem so scary anymore. And by the way, the worst case scenario usually never happens. It rarely ever happens. So kind of walk yourself through that. That helps me a lot. If I'm scared about a situation, what's the worst thing that can happen? And, uh, sometimes the worst case is actually a really big blessing and it was meant to happen that way um, to teach you a lesson that you needed to learn. So, anywho, this is another one I thought was great by Aristotle. Wicked men obey for fear, but the good obey for love. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people today in our society are so captivated by fear. And I don't blame them. And I understand because in a way fear is a little bit comfortable because like I said, it can keep you safe. It can keep you hiding under your bed. It can keep you within the walls of what you've already always known. It, it, it allows you to just stay, kind of go about your day, not change anything up, not look outside, not expand your mind, not push yourself to the limits. It just makes you feel comfortable. Um, and that's fine for a while, I guess. But when you let fear drive your life for a long time, it's, sometimes can turn into a negative thing. Um, because again, I feel like our natural instinct as a human, when we don't understand something or it's new to us, it's unfamiliar. It feels a little foreign. We react in a way that we're scared of it. And I think that if you look back at history, uh, so many terrible things in this country have happened because people simply were scared of the unknown they're scared of someone who looks a little bit different than them, who has a different color skin tone. They, they're scared and it turned them into being led by fear. And that fear turned into violence and anger and disgusting, terrible things. When you break it down and you realize, Oh, they're a person too. They're an, they're a human just like me. Um, they have struggles, they have triumphs, they have loved ones. Um, our organs are all the same, whatever it is like fear is not such a big deal. When you, when you meet someone like head to head and just 
embrace the unknown. You just get to know someone um, for who they are and not for who you are making them out in your mind to be. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think fear can be a very toxic thing um, when you're being led by it blindly and you don't question things. Um, Something that I've just learned so much in the last year is to question everything, question everything. It's completely harmless to question everything. In fact, it will do you so much good. Question everything in your life, every thought you think, every emotion you feel. What is this really about? Is this how I actually feel? What does this like really mean? Journal it, journal it out. Get to the bottom of it. If your friend is, you know, saying mean things to you, what does she really mean by that? And kind of figure it out. If you see something, I don't know, on the news, on your phone that doesn't feel right to you, question it. Is that really true? Do I believe that to be true? Does that feel right to me? Question everything. Question everything. People, um, again, just want to feel comfortable and I understand that and I did that too for a long time. But in my opinion, when you break out of that, you're not scared of the uncomfortable. You're not scared of your fears anymore. <laughs> you're not letting fear drive your life. Your your mind expands. Your your whole fucking world expands. <laughs> it's like the world truly is your oyster at that point because you know that there are no limits to what you can achieve, who you can be, your wildest dreams. You know that that's all possible. And you know, most importantly, when you push fear away, say, bye fear, don't need your your ass in here anymore. You know that all that there is left is love. I know, so cheesy, but it's true. Love is really all there is. <laughs> when you get down to it, it's all any of us are. All of us are humans who want to love and be loved. That is what it comes down to. And sometimes fear can make us do stupid shit, crazy shit, terrible things to each other. But hopefully we'll learn from that. We'll learn from those experiences. We'll learn from fear and it will shape us to be a more loving, positive person. So these are my notes from my IIN class, which I love so much. feels so good to have my brain being exercised and learning again, taking notes and having lectures. It feels so good. I love it. So IIN brings in a lot of guest lecturers that are oftentimes very well-known life coaches or spiritual coaches or authors or just really well-known peeps that are, you know, leaders in their field. Um, So one person that I really liked was Christine Hassler. You guys can look her up on Instagram. I've since followed her on everything. Her and her husband have this amazing dynamic. They're both master coaches and they specialize in the masculine and the feminine within relationships. And it's really interesting to hear them talk. Um, They have a lot of very wise things to say and yeah, very interesting. So anyway, I really like her. Um, She says, we live in when and then. When I get blank, then I'll be happy. And I think this kind of sums up the the fear 
of just living in the present. When I get that car, then I'll be happy. When I get my dream house, (laughs) then I'll be happy. When I get that perfect relationship, then I'll be happy. When I get my dream body, then I'll be happy. And I don't know about you guys, but I have found that that's not the case. When you get whatever it is, you just think about the next thing that you want. There's always a when I get blank. There's always a new thing to want and a new thing that you think will make you feel happy. But it doesn't really work. It never fucking works. Um, Happiness can only be found within you and that's the motherfucking tea. (laughs) Um, Can't be something outside of you. It's nothing, nothing external can bring you happiness. It... Because if you don't feel it within yourself, you'll never have the capacity to even experience it. Oh man, guys, I'm going so deep. I'm sorry, but also I'm not sorry. (laughs) This is my brain for the last freaking month. So much to talk about. Um, Okay, so... Oh, another thing. This isn't about fear, but I just really liked it. You don't need to learn to love yourself. You need to remember. Because we are born loving ourselves. We were born as innocent little babies, just loving life, sucking our mom's boob, wandering around, clapping, giggling, falling and crying, but then getting up and, you know, being okay. Um, Our natural state is love when we're born. And it's just all the shit we learned growing up, all of the bullies and the mean girls and the crushes breaking our hearts and society standards that make us forget how to love ourselves. So we just need to remember, remember how to do it. Okay. So this is another thing. This is about fear. So she says, just choose. You choose and you get the feedback. What with any decision you choose, you get feedback. Don't let fear drive the car. (laughs) She said, so maybe I took that from her. Um, doubt equals no excitement equals yes. (laughs) Um, if you're excited, even the littlest bit, if you're like, Ooh, I'm nervous, but I'm kind of excited about that. It's a yes. Um, any decision you make, you'll get feedback. Listen to the feedback. Make your next decision based off that feedback. But don't just stay making any, making no decisions. Just choose. Choose one way or another. Either way, you'll get feedback. You're the only one who lives your life. People pleasing has got to go. That was another thing she said that is such a good lesson. You're the only one that lives your life. Only one. No one else can live it for you. No matter how close they are to you, they're living their own completely separate life. You're the only one that lives your life. So you got to just stop thinking about what everyone else thinks about you and think about what you think about you. Do you think you're a good person? Do you think you have good qualities? Do you think you're beautiful? Do you think you have a lot to offer? Do you think you're a good partner? Do you think you're a good friend? Do you think you're a good coworker? All of those things. What do you think about you? doesn't matter what other people do. What do you think about you? <laughs> and be honest with yourself. So this is something that I think is a product of fear, um, which makes a lot of sense. But this is what, so this is what Christine says. If life throws you a curveball and you stay in the victim mentality, the same situation will happen over and over. And you say, why does this keep happening to me? Why does this keep happening to me? It's because you're not learning the lesson from it. It's... And this is, this is what's happened to me this last year. Um, if you're just banging your head against the wall, like why, 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 why you keep attracting in partners who don't treat you right. You keep getting jobs with toxic bosses. You keep, um, 
you keep working out, but you don't feel good. You keep changing up and going to a new diet, but you still don't have self-love and love for your body. Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? It's because you're not learning the lesson. You're not getting to the deeper root cause of whatever it is. And oh yeah, easier said than done to figure out what the hell it is. But it's going to keep showing up in your life until you learn the lesson. And that I know for a fact, because not only what I've experienced, just reading all these books, I cannot even tell you how many books I've been reading the last couple months, all of the great wisdom, like these ancient texts, these new texts, the most popular self-help books and all of that, they all say that you're just going to keep getting shown the same this same shitty experience over and over and over until you learn your lesson. Life will just keep showing you the same person, the same whatever it is, the same toxic relationship over and over and over and over, the same guy that doesn't treat you well over and over until you learn the lesson. And that lesson can only be learned by going within. It cannot be solved by anything external. You got to go within. And whether that means going to a therapist, having someone to talk through your feelings with, um, you know, confiding in a friend or a loved one, journaling, meditating. Um, you just got to go within. So that's another spiel. But I really do believe, why is this happening to me? If you are ever thinking that, oh man, it is such a gift because that means you can stop and look around and see what's happening in your life. Literally take, take um, what's the word? Take a survey of everything going on in your life when you say, why is this happening to me? Make note of it and see if it, like, see what it is. See what the pattern is. Pay attention to it. If you keep saying, why is this happening to me? Don't ignore it. Pay attention. See what's actually going on. Um, so this was another quote from Christine I really liked. Everyone has a story about themselves and they're usually not true. I really liked that one. Oh man. I think even though I have been working so hard at self-love in a lot of ways I've come a long way, I still sometimes tell myself these stories that I would never tell. I would never say those things to anyone else. Um, Sage or my best friends would never say those things to me. It's like you're telling yourself these, this story and it's not true. So just again, like be mindful of that story that you're telling yourself. Um, and try to shift it into a positive one. So this is a huge, 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 huge thing. If there's one thing I guess I could hammer or hit home, I don't know. My phrases are all off these days. I haven't been, haven't been doing this in a while. Um, if there's one thing that I can leave you with, I guess today is the notion that the world happens to me versus the world happens for me. Just changing that simple word two to four changes everything because you're not a victim. The world happens for me. Any shit that is in your way, anything that life is throwing you, it's actually happening for you. And I know it's like, shut the fuck up, Rahini. That's so annoying. I don't want to hear that. Like that sucks. How can you say that? It just is true. <laughs> and maybe this is because I've been meditating so damn much because I just know just from my friends, from my own life, from my parents, from all the people I treasure in my life, from the books I've read, all of any lesson or any obstacle that's in your path is for your highest good. And I know it's hard to hear, but it is. If you don't want to believe that yet, that's fine. Just say, Rohini believes that. Just say, yeah, this girl, Rohini, she believes that. 
and just leave it at that. Just know that I believe that with my whole heart. And when you're ready, if you want to, you can believe that too. I think one of my, my friend Bailey, who was on the podcast, who's gone through so much hell in the last year with her health. She is the main person that when I was texting, when like everything was going on with me the last month, she was like, Rohini, this is happening for you. I know it sucks and it hurts and it's hard, but it's happening for you. It's for your highest good. And I started getting so many signs, so many signs from the universe that that was the case. I can probably go into that in another episode, but the amount of angel numbers I was seeing telling me change is happening and to continue on my path, the amount of times I saw 11-11 literally every single day, I did spirit, or I did um, my oracle card readings and the the cards I got were just nuts. I had super powerful, powerful experiences meditating. The people that I met out in the world are all just super positive and lovely and there's just so many reasons so many things I experienced recently that have confirmed for me 100% that any struggle is ultimately for your highest good because it's trying to teach you a lesson. And if you learn from that lesson, you won't have to repeat that shitty thing over and over again. You learn from the lesson and boom, you're on to the next. You got that settled and now you're on to the next thing. Um, again, also with my best friend, Catherine, She's had so much shit going on in her relationship and she has learned so much and her life is completely different than it was a year ago. She's had to learn a lot of hard lessons and she's still going through them, of course, but it's so clear from an outside perspective that it's for her highest good and she is, she's thriving. So anyway, um, any, anyway, 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 just know that the universe has your back. You know, I think that's the the biggest thing like I want that for you I want you to have everything that you've ever dreamed of I want you to feel that amazing self-love and that compassion for yourself and for everyone else I want you to achieve your wildest dreams all of that the universe has your back and so do I so just keep that in mind (laughs) um so yeah the next quote from her moving out of fear and into love That's the goal. Moving out of fear and into love. The people who realize we are all love are no longer led by fear. Oh, this is a good too, based off what I just said. Being your all is a process, not an event. It's not like you're going to wake up one day and be like, ha, I am my best self. I do not react negatively to anything. I can float through the world, blah, blah, blah. No, it's 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 a process. It's a never ending process. So don't beat yourself up. Just take it one day at a time. So this next person is Lisa Rankin. Um, She was another guest lecturer who I learned a lot from. Um, She, she's amazing, but she gave this talk called mind over medicine and it just talked about how basically loneliness is in some ways just as deadly in old age as heart disease. So I know that's like a big thing to say, but they studied it and, um, loneliness is a big deal, but that's another podcast subject, I guess. (laughs) But she's the one that taught me so many, this is a quote from her. So many people are in chronic stress response mode. Our self-healing mechanisms only work when we're not stressed. We have to be in relaxation response in order for our body to heal itself. So makes sense that if you are constantly stressed, overworking yourself, not taking time to take care of yourself, eat good foods, you know, have movement, rest, 
uh, downtime, social time, all of that makes sense that so many people today are sick, stressed, um, unhappy, anxious, all these things. Like it makes a lot of sense because you're not slowing down enough for your body to heal itself. Um, okay. So I guess just the main thing I wanted to say from her talk, cause I think I'll have to do a whole episode just on this. Cause it's like very interesting. I'll do an, another episode on what I've been learning about health so far and just keep you guys updated because it's just so freaking cool. Um, so one thing I just really liked that she said is you can't force a rosebud to open by hitting it with a hammer. <laughs> and I just think that is such a good visual. Um, basically, yeah, you can't force, you can't force anything to happen. Um, you can't force other people to make decisions. You can't force other people to, um, do anything. You can't force someone else to think like you, act like you, be like you. Um, and you also can't force yourself to just, you know, be happy or, um, get through it or anything like that. Because, Again, the only way to go through anything and come out the other side stronger, I guess, is by um, really learning it, learning the lesson. And I think we've all heard so many stories of people bottling up their emotions, shoving them down, shoving them down, shoving them down, which I am definitely guilty of in the past and still now, of course. Um, But it comes out. It comes out in a way that is usually much worse for me. Even recently when I bottle up and shove down my stress, it comes out in my body. So, uh, like what was it? Um, recently I was under an extreme amount of stress and I probably wasn't dealing it with, with it the best way. And I tweaked my neck so badly that I couldn't move. I've never done that before. I literally was fine. And then the next, I was putting my ear up to Sage's office door to listen to see if he was on a call. So if I could come in or not. And I, my neck just went and I couldn't move it. I couldn't move it at all without being in excruciating pain. Never been in pain like that before. Never had that happen. And I had to just lay on the floor, um, with the heating pad, not moving. (laughs) And I had to wait until I could get in a chiropractor and I had to go see a chiropractor like five times, um, to get it fixed. So then a lot of other things I had like stress diarrhea and I couldn't eat and I was nauseous. So basically lesson in that is your stress is going to show one way or another. Um, whether it, for you, it means you're crying and hitting the wall or you're shitting yourself it, one way or another, your stress is going to come out. So you got to meet it head on sometimes and get it out, feel it, feel it and get it out, release it, write it down, talk with someone, um, whatever it is you need to do, scream a little, listen to loud rock music in the car, whatever it is, release it, release it, release it, release it. Hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. So this is the main guy that his whole talk was about fear, Mastin Kip. So again, if you want to look him up, um, again, he said most gross, most growth books help us remember what we have forgotten. Again, it's not like they're teaching us something new. It's something we inherently know within us that we've just forgotten and it helps bring it to the surface. Wrote this in all caps. We are terrified of freedom. Why are you not doing the thing you're afraid of? So actually this is what they they had um, us do. Why do this as a journal prompt if you want, if you're into journaling? Why why are you not doing the thing you're afraid of? What is it? And at least for me, there could there was a lot of things that came to the surface right away that I am scared of that I know I should be doing. Um, 
So write it down. What is that thing that you're scared of? Why are you not doing it? And don't have any shame with it. Shame is pointless. What is it that you want to do? Why aren't you doing it? Just write it out. Um, sometimes it's just really helpful to see it on paper because it's just a different process. Like once you read your own thoughts back to yourself, it's like, Oh, interesting. I don't know. It just works differently somehow. So, um, the quality of your life is directly related to the amount of uncertainty you can cope with. And that, when he said that, I was like, Oh, interesting. That's really deep. Like you can go super deep with that. Um, and I think, I think it's really true. I don't know. Um, basically for me, that just means like surrendering, knowing that again, the universe has your back. You don't know exactly what's going to happen in your life, but you can sure as hell dream your dreams and work your hardest and love your hardest. And, um, whatever comes your way is ultimately for the best. So it's just about surrender, I guess. Um, so this was the journal prompt he did. What are five things you've been putting off because you're scared? Fear is a compass showing you where to go. So if you want to do that as a prompt to, what are five things you've been putting off because you're scared? Um, (laughs) And I wrote out mine and then I said, oh, wait, that's already happened. (laughs) My worst case scenario, because you're you do the the five things um, that you've been putting off and then write out the very worst case scenario (laughs) and then see what it, what it is. I said that, Oh wait, that's already happened. I have nothing to lose. (laughs) Um, and then you take action steps. So what are some concrete action steps you can take in the next week to, uh, get towards your goal of something that you're scared of doing something you're scared of. So one of my things that I can share with you guys, something that I've been scared of doing that I really want to do and I know I should do is creating my own guided meditations for others to enjoy. I literally wrote that down. Um, and I'm scared of that because I think I still have some like fear, definitely fear of judgment from other people and fear of other people thinking I'm like a quack or weird or just way too out there. Um, or that I'm not like down to earth or that I'm just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of like fear for me, um, within what other people will think. So within others judgment. So I am taking steps to doing it because I really, 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 every time I meditate in the morning, I'm like, Oh my God, I want to do a meditation. And I've just, when I'm meditating like by myself with just music, I like do guided meditations in my head for myself and I want to share them so badly because um I think meditation is so powerful and it's completely changed my life and anyway so I have started and I wrote down I meditated and came up with one and then I quickly wrote it down afterwards so I didn't forget it so hopefully I will record that very soon and I want um to be able to offer that to you guys um if you want to do it so that's something I'm scared of that I really want to do because I think ultimately it will only, you know, be for the best. It'll hopefully help people and help myself and everything. Um, yeah. So that's just an example. So now, 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 now I'm going to share some of your guys' stories about fear and, 
again, I just want to say thank you so much for being willing to share your stories because I think that's what makes this podcast so magical and so special is that people are just willing to share their feelings in their heart and be super open and honest in an email to someone they've never actually met in person. Or maybe I've met a few of you guys at meetups, but for the most part, just completely trusting that it's like, it's a safe space to share. So I really, really appreciate that. And I love that about the podcast. Um, okay. So here is some of your stories, um, stories, questions, just submissions about fear. So hi, Heen. I hope this isn't too late. I got so excited to see you're doing submissions for next week's podcast. Um, okay. Now for the fear stuff, some advice I've heard before that's really stuck with me is that if you're nervous for something, it means it matters. I think that's that a little bit of fear is necessary to know when we're close to something that we really care about. I'm in college right now and there's a lot of fear and anxiety that comes with the big transition of moving to a new place. When I was first here, I used to be very, very nervous and afraid to put myself out there and meet new friends in my hall or talk to someone new in classes. But every time I pushed through this fear and just went for it, I always felt better not letting the fear hold me back. And I was also rewarded by some pretty amazing friends. Also, I gained confidence each time I pushed through this fear. It's so satisfying to get through something scary and look back, realizing it wasn't as bad as you built it up to be in your head. We need fear to grow. Yes, girl. I hope that makes sense. I know it's a small example, but I do think that a little bit of fear is necessary to know when something really matters to you. Just to clarify, I mean fear as in those butterflies you feel in your gut, not like intense, terrifying fear. Of course, you need to trust yourself to know if you're in a seriously scary situation. I love you so, so much, and I hope this makes it on the podcast. I'll be listening as soon as it comes out. Um, absolutely agree with everything she says, and she does make a good point. It's like not fear where you're literally like vomiting, passing out, you know, you're in a scary situation. And like I said, at the beginning, we need that fear to keep us safe. But I think most times for most of us who are just living your daily life at home, doing whatever you do, usually the fear is, uh, not like you're not in a near death situation or a super scary situation. It's oftentimes just you building it up in your head. So Yes, we need fear to grow. I absolutely, absolutely agree. It's necessary. Um, okay. Hey, Rohini. First of all, just want to say I love your podcast and listen every week. I look forward to episodes. Um, so to answer your question about how fear might be holding us back, I have always been someone who would be anxious and fearful about the simplest things. I would often choose to avoid social outings and spend a lot of time at home trying to micromanage everything around me in hopes of finding stability. Over time, I realized that I was allowing fear to keep me from exploring the world and reaching my full potential. I had spent so much time wondering what the outcome of each situation might be that I was holding myself back from trying new things. I think in that way, fear can really take a toll on one's mental health. That is so, that's such a good point. I had spent so much time wondering about the outcome of each situation that I was holding myself back from trying new things. That is such a good point. It's been a journey, but I've been trying to retrain my mind to appreciate fear and anxiety as an opportunity to grow. Since doing so, I've seen my life change in so many ways. I actually just started my final internship at college at a local high school. I'm going to school to be a teacher. 
I'd been dreading this experience through the years leading up to my final semester, but once I convinced myself that my fear was the only thing holding me back, I started to see each new experience in a whole new light. After my first formal observation where my college professor and mentor teacher had to grade me on my performance, I realized how much letting go of fear can contribute to your overall persona. I was so nervous to go out and teach in front of the class, but did all the necessary steps to plan and prepare my lesson so that I had no reason to doubt myself. When the day came, I just told myself that no matter what happens, I know I'm not the only person out there that has had to go through this kind of experience, and we're all just on this earth trying to follow our dreams. I tried to let go of the fear of failure and focus on making sure I was my most authentic self. They both ended up complimenting me on my lesson and were impressed at how comfortable I looked with teaching. Anyway, what I've come to see is that the hardest part about anything in life is just showing up. Fear can hold us back from showing up to things that aren't really as bad as we work them up to be in our minds. So just try showing up for yourself and I promise you'll begin to build confidence to let go of fear in other areas of your life. Thanks. Hope this can be relatable to someone else who's struggling with fear in their life. Oh, I love this so much. You guys are so, so, so wise. Um, yeah, it really is showing up for yourself because you deserve, you deserve it. You deserve to push past those uncomfy feelings and chase your dreams. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And when you do, like she said, when you do face your fears and do it anyway, and you surprise yourself with how amazing you do, it really builds up some confidence and that confidence just builds and builds and builds and builds. And next thing you know, you're unstoppable. (laughs) Um, okay. Next one. All I've learned is that fear and creativity go hand in hand. So I let fear sit in the back seat while creativity and I drive towards something beautiful. That is so poetic. I love that. Oh my goodness. It's so beautiful. So true. So true. So true. Creativity. You can have the wheel. You can take the steering wheel in my life. I'll just let you drive and I'll put fear in the freaking trunk. No, I'll put it dragging along behind the car. I'll put it back in the parking lot, buried under a freaking rock. (laughs) Um... Okay, next one. Hi, Rohini. The last few years have been really, really difficult. In 2018, my parents got divorced, my closest aunt died, and I lost almost every one of my friends. Last year, I was involved in a court battle where I had to testify against my mom. My now fiancé joined the army. I moved to university, moved in with roommates. I didn't know. I think in, in it all, my biggest fear was how things would change. Change is scary, and I've had to really retrain my mind on how to handle it. Her, her, her Heraclitus? I'm going to look up this person. I don't know them. Heraclitus. Greek philosopher. Another one I need to study. Heraclitus. Okay. Heraclitus, hopefully I'm saying that right, said, change is the only constant. Ain't that the truth? I'm a woman of faith, and I know God has really walked me through the scarier sections of the storm I was walking through, but also helped me gather myself and give me courage to walk through the next part. Fear could have held me back from coming to the school I wanted, trusting the unknown that came with the military, and moving in with my now bestie, roommates. My aunt passing away left a really huge impact on my life, but I won't let the fear of death prevent me from living. That didn't come without effort. Fear itself can be scary, but it's entirely possible to choose. Does fear control me, or do I control how fear controls me? Snap, 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 snaps. Does fear control me or do I control how fear controls me? (laughs) God, that's so good. Um, I love that. I love that so, so, so much. And um, wow, super powerful. I won't let the fear of death prevent me from living. 
that is such a profound statement and is so, 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 so important. Um, yeah, we gotta, we gotta live, man. Life is too short to be stuck in fear. Too short. Okay. Hello, 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 Rohini. <laughs> I'm an extremely anxious person, so fear and anxiety go hand in hand for me. This mini story is a bit sad, but the ending is very positive, I promise. My little sister has had a ton of medical issues in the past few years. Exactly five weeks ago today, she had a stomach flu for seven days straight and had a grand mal seizure. This was the most scary event of my entire life. Watching the seizure, having my dad screaming and screaming, calling 911, the firefighters and EMS come into my house my, oh, with COVID. Um, not saying they had COVID. I think she's just saying given that COVID is happening, it was scary having people come in the house um my sister being brought out in a stretcher and driven away to the hospital a whole horrible 20 minutes my anxiety has been extremely high from that point on but here's a list of the positive outcomes i've been so connected to my higher power like never before this really pushed me to lean on my higher power when everything felt so out of control i started seeing a therapist who specializes in trauma and she really helped me process what happened I feel closer to my family than I have in a long time. It's crazy to me that it's the traumatic, scary things that sometimes bring people closer together. I'm grateful for this experience because I know that if something like this happens again, I'm confident that I'll be able to handle it. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so grateful for your podcast and the amazing things it has brought me in this tough last year. Wow, man, that is so hard. Props to you for staying strong and getting through it. That must have been so, so, so terrifying. Um, and I really love that what you said about uh, like having to lean on your higher power when things feel out of control, um, which I think I, I've had people ask me like how how they can really fully tap into their spirituality or just have that trust in the universe or your higher power or God or whatever it is for you. Um, and just for me personally, uh, and for people that I've known that's happened when you go through something really hard and you feel really out of control and you're just like, well, I have, n I have no choice, but just to surrender and know that this is going to be okay. And, um, I don't know, hopefully you can find some comfort in that because things can be really scary. And just for me, knowing that there is a higher power, there is a higher purpose. Um, there's a plan, um, just is very comforting. So, yeah, but wow, that's an amazing story. And um, yeah, proud of you for having that amazing outlook in such a tough situation. So this is a question someone sent in. Hi, Rohini. To get rid of fear, one has to let go of it and ground themselves. But how can you ground yourself? And please, new ways, because I know you can do, can go into the nature, meditate, do yoga, journal. But what about those days when you're lazy? Fun fact, we were born on the same day, Aquarius energy. <laughs> oh my gosh. How can you ground yourself? And please, new ways. <laughs> um, to get rid of fear, one has to let go and ground themselves. Please, new ways. Um, <laughs> girl, <laughs> I, let's see, what are some new ways? Well, I guess this is kind of like meditation, but I would say some, a very, very quick and easy way to ground yourself if you're feeling lazy, um, is just to breathe. Um, there's a very good way to ground yourself. I'll just walk you guys through it really quickly. Um, so basically I like to have one hand on my heart, one hand on my stomach, 
close my eyes and do a deep breath in through your nose and then hold at the top for four. So you hold one, two, three, four, and then exhale out your mouth. <sighs> kind of forcefully. I don't want to like blow in this microphone too much, but you kind of push it out of your mouth. So you breathe in with your nose. Hold one, two, three, four, and then exhale. And then do it again. Hold one, two, three, four, and in. One, two, three, four. And you just keep doing it until you're ready. Um, I usually do it about at least five times, usually around seven times, or just keep doing it. If you're really stressed, keep doing it until you feel more centered. And I don't know about you, but just doing that just now, those couple times, I feel way more in my body. I feel much calmer. I feel more grounded. So if you're feeling lazy, um, just try doing that. And really, um, if your mind starts to wander, just bring it back. That's why counting helps. You can count to yourself and in one, two, three, four, hold one, two, three, four, out one, two, three, four. And counting is really good for the super busy mind because it has, gives you something to focus on. So, um, that really helps me. That's a good trick. And, uh, doing something that does not involve, electronics. It's a really good way to ground yourself, whether that be reading, um, again, journaling, I know you said new ways, but taking a bath, that's great. Um, (laughs) I, I think the reason why there are so many ways that people say to get in touch with yourself and ground yourself, and they all say the same thing and they all say meditation or journaling or yoga or movement or reading or dancing, it's just the tried and true ways. And sometimes you got to get over your laziness to get to the good stuff. And I'm not trying to call you out because I am definitely been, I've been there. Um, but my life has significantly improved when I make these things a habit. I make them a practice. You have to show some devotion to these things if you want them to work in your life because sometimes good things take a little, take a little diligence and take a little um, devotion. So, I have this amazing meditation I've been doing every morning. It's on the Insight Timer app that is free. It has like thousands and thousands and thousands. I don't know how many thousands, 80,000 free meditations on it. Um, Insight Timer, go download it. And this one I've been doing every morning is called The Morning Meditation with Music by Jonathan Lemon. L-E-H-A-M-A-N-N has 4.4 million plays and it's only 10 minutes, super fast. His voice is very calming. It's uh, a really good guided meditation. I stopped using Headspace because for me, it's beautiful and I'm so glad that exists because it's bringing so many people into meditation. But for me, it was just like talking too much. Like he was telling me to do things too much and I felt like I couldn't really let my mind like go where it needed to go. Um, it was distracting me in a way. So this meditation I really like. Um, and at the end, it uh, he ends it with some really nice affirmations. So it just puts you in the best mindset going into your day. Um, 
yeah, so really would recommend this meditation. It's only 10 minutes. You can do it even if you're, you know, doing, you don't have to sit down and do it if, if that's too hard for you. Um, if you're doing household chores in the morning, I don't know about you, but I unload the dishes every morning. So put this in your headphones and listen to it while you unload the dishes or make your breakfast or your morning commute, whatever it is, just squeeze these things in that connect you with yourself. And if you do it consistently, your life will change for the better, but sometimes you just got to do it. So anyway, the, the breathing thing I think is a great, a great easy way to connect. Um, so yeah, um, I think I should probably end it soon. Someone said, I read the book Letting Go because of you. And even though I know I don't need to fear the future, not getting to travel, find my passions, etc., I still do. What can I do about it? Thank you in advance. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention in this one, Letting Go is an incredible book. I recommended it so many times. Letting Go by David Hawkins. Amazing book if you want to work on uh, starting to combat fear. But um, of course, reading a book will not solve everything. You still, there's still so many things to learn. So I totally understand your thoughts and your worries and your concerns. Um, I know I don't need to fear the future, but I still do. I feel like I just said fear really weird. Fear, fear of the future. Um, what can I do about it? I think for someone who's actively very, very fearful and worried about things for the future, um, I think the worst case scenario journal exercise can be really good because for me, getting things out of your mind, because for me, if I just let things go on and on and on in my head, like blah, 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 just constantly going, making me nervous, they're going a loop. I think about these things that I'm worried about all the time in a loop over and over and over and over and over, and it won't stop until I get it out, whatever that may be. For me, writing is the best way to get it out. So literally writing out everything you're scared of and not having any shame or judgment towards yourself because it doesn't matter. No one is going to read this unless you share it with them. No one is judging you. The only way that you're feeling judgment or shame by writing these things out is because of yourself. You're judging yourself and that shit needs to go. It's pointless. Stop judging yourself. You know, just stop. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you. Stop shaming yourself for your fears. It's pointless. It doesn't help you progress at all. Um, I just had a New York accent for a second. So just write out your worst case scenario. Write out your fears. Get it out on paper. Just word vomit it. Read it out. Read it back to yourself. I am terrified of not being able to travel in the future. That's what you said. I'm terrified of not living my dreams. I'm terrified of not getting my career. I'm terrified of not meeting my true love, whatever it is. Um, write it out, get it all out. Um, and, and then if you can write out why that might be, try to connect it back. Is there anything in your life? Is there anything in your past or your history or your upbringing, um, that has made you feel those fears? Are they warranted fears? Did something happen to you that made you feel like that? Or is it just something that it's, it's, is it a lie that you've been telling yourself for so long that you start to believe it's the truth? Because I, for me, that's often what fears turn into is it's just this lie I've been telling myself and you can tell yourself things that aren't true over and over and over until you believe that they are the truth. Um, it's just the way humans are. So yeah, basically what lies have you been telling yourself <laughs> and what 
what is the root cause of these fears? Get that all out. Get that shit out. Talk to talk to it with your dearest friend if you have someone you can confide in or a family member or someone. And I think also if you do talk about your fears with someone you trust, you'll find that they have a lot of fears too that they'll share with you. And just realizing that everyone has things they're scared of, I think can help you not feel so alone. Um, And also maybe you can make a pact with someone to face your fears and do it anyway. There are so many stories of people being terrified, facing their fears and having great, great success. And I truly believe the universe will reward you when you face your fears and you do what's best for yourself, for your highest good, no matter how scary it is. Um, Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. All you can do is just go easy on yourself, trust yourself, but at the same time, be honest with yourself. Why? What are the fears? What's the worst case scenario? Why do you feel like this? What's the root cause? And then round it out with what can you do about it? Like I said earlier, what are some simple steps, action items that you will actually do? That's the thing that I, I have noticed. Um, don't make your action items so big that you're not going to do them. Like that sounds really nice and you probably feel super happy and empowered when you write it out. I will, you know, try to meet 10 guys a week until I find the one that I love. Something like super extreme instead of just doing something really small. Like I will um, initiate a quality conversation with a guy next time I meet them or something. I don't know, like a lot smaller, like make it more attainable. So you will actually do it. Yeah. And if you need to put a time stamp on it, like by next month, I will have done X, Y, and Z, or by the end of this week, I will have done this. That is what I did for my guided meditation thing. I said, by the end of this week, I will have written down or recorded, um, one guided meditation and I did it. So yeah, just put those action items out there. And don't beat yourself up. Never beat yourself up. Shaming yourself is pointless and it only hurts you. It doesn't empower you. And fear is extremely disempowering. And anything that puts you, because you you put yourself sometimes in the victim mentality and the being in the victim mentality is disempowering because it means that you don't believe that you can conquer whatever it is, or you don't believe you deserve this, or you don't believe you're good enough to leave this situation or to, you know, change your life. Um, it's disempowering. So get yourself in an empowered position, do something that makes you feel empowered. Like those, like, you know, power stance, do things that make you feel like a boss ass bitch and then face your fears, write them all down. Um, do things that make you feel confident and then face your fears, you know, and you don't have to do it alone. Everyone's here with you. We're all doing it. That's the whole journey in life. We're all facing our fears over and over again and we're conquering them and we're getting, we're reaching our goals. We're reaching our dreams and we're fucking vibing, <laughs> vibing in love. So I think I should end it out now. I've been talking for a really long time, but it feels so good to talk with you guys again. I cherish this podcast very much and I'm so grateful that you're listening. Um, yeah, I love you guys. I am so excited to see everything that you accomplish. I know in my heart you can face all of your fears and you will come out on the other side of them. So empowered and so wonderful and beautiful and killing it. So yeah, I want that for you. Don't you want that for you? Don't you want that for your best friend or 
whoever it is in your life, don't you want them to live their best lives? So you should want that for yourself too, because you're the only one that can live your life. And I'm just going to keep going if I don't shut up. So, okay, I'm going to end this out. Love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, someone who is like-minded. They got their hearts open. They're ready to live their best lives, vibe at a higher state of being. And yeah, leave me a review if you like it, please on Apple. I'll give you a kiss. (laughs) Okay. See you next week. Thank you again for listening. So grateful for you. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Acting My Age podcast with me, Rohini Elise. See you next week.